0: Gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers, welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Bad soil. Welcome to episode number 56 of The Healthy Garden Podcast. Today's episode is going to focus on one of my favorite gardening topics, bad soil. Why is this a favorite of mine? because I have a lot of personal and professional experience in the world of soil. As the founder of Malibu Compost 14 years ago this week, happy birthday, Boo! I have been one of the leaders in large-scale, real organic and non-GMO farm-made composting for decades. Enough about me, though. This episode is about you and your soil. Your soil at home in the garden, the native and tilled soil in your landscape or on your urban farm or homestead, and the compost potting soils and soil amendments that you buy and add to your soil to build your soil and to amend your soil. This is all about you and the romance, the relationship between you and your soil. I have three daughters. It's one of the great jokes that God has played on me. I grew up in a house with three boys. The Ritchie Boys were known as a pack of wild boys, not hooligans, but young men with a lot of energy, too much for some of our neighbors. We loved surfing big waves, motorcycles, rock and roll, most things that had a little bit of excitement attached to them. My point about having three daughters is this. I know a lot about how boys function, especially teenage boys. I also know a lot about soil but back to the teenage boys. So I was the dad who wasn't afraid to tell my girls it was time to break up, time to move on. Is it time for you to break up with your soil? Is the stuff you've been buying and adding to your garden good for you, healthy for you? Do you really know if it's any good? Is it really helping your garden or the soil composition of your landscape? Or is it just adding poison? and toxins into your soil every time you till or amend your garden. Do you know? Is your soil girlfriend or boyfriend really just a relationship that's bad? Just because it comes in a pretty shiny bag with a fabulous gardeny name doesn't mean it's any good. Maybe your soil's been cheating on you, or taking you down the wrong path and you didn't even know it. That's what I believe most bag compost, potting soils, and planting mixes are. They're bad teenage love stories. And I mean like 95% of them. They seem all sweet and innocent in the beginning. You know, the pretty colors, like Pretty and Pink, one of my favorite John Hughes films. The bags are pink and yellow and light green and have these cozy little names like... Home on the Range Farmhouse Compost or Happiest Garden on Earth Potting Soil. It's just a big John Hughes movie. I can hear the psychedelic furs now. There's a hot break beat and it feels like love. Then there are those bad boy or mystery girl soils that are the flip side that you've heard about from one of your edgier organic gardening friends or a homesteader page on social media. They're using these exciting new and different soils. Sea dragons, ocean organic planting mix. Or Rocky Mountain Himalayan High farm animal blend. What the heck does that even mean? These soils are so edgy, so mysterious that you can only get them online or maybe at a grow shop where they sell specialty stuff to in quotes, specialty growers. But then something happens. You start to grow up a little bit as a gardener. You start to mature as a homesteader, a farmer, a landscaper, and you begin to realize that there is more to a relationship than just a pretty bag or a mysterioso product from the other side of the tracks that you really know nothing about. Suddenly, you come to the awareness that your soil romance is not all that it was cracked up to be. You start to figure this out because maybe you heard an episode of the Healthy Garden podcast or saw a post on social media that made you start questioning the soil love that you have been carrying on. How well do you really know the soil company that you buy from? Or the kid that works part-time at the nursery that recommended the compost you've been using for years now. Maybe this soil relationship isn't starting to add up anymore. Maybe this relationship just isn't working out. Maybe it's time to go. It's decision time. Angst. Questioning and all. It's Mick Jones at the mic. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine... I'll be here till the end of time, so you gotta let me know, should I stay or should I go?
1: Hi Healthy Gardeners! You won't believe how many times I've wandered a nursery and heard a customer being given the wrong advice by a salesperson. I wander closer to the conversation and then I cringe when I hear the nursery person's responses. Sometimes I've had the opportunity to go to the customer after the nursery person has walked away and gave them a real organic response to their questions. And they always say, oh, thank you so much. And they get it and they walk away. Be careful who you ask advice from. Just because they're working there doesn't mean they know anything about real organics. And just because a popular influencer has a large gorgeous garden doesn't mean it's healthy. Tune into your gut and your own intuition for the truth. Then you will be on your way to a real healthy garden lifestyle.
0: Why do we do the things we do? What makes us buy the stuff we buy? Is it an ad that caught our eye? Is it an influencer on the social media buzzsaw? Is it because some gardener we like or respect told us that you've got to use this or you can't garden without it? There's usually something that precedes the impulse to buy or take an action. With soils, it's usually what they sell. What is recommended at the nursery? What's the cheapest? Or what your friend who's a master gardener uses? All of these things are bad ideas and what you end up with is bad soil. The nursery doesn't know what good soil is. The cheapest soil or cheaper soil is always and should always be a big red flag. Influencers on social media get paid to mention or sell a product, so that's a big problem right there. The other side of that coin, for me, is that most social media influencers that I know wouldn't know a good real organic compost or soil if a mountain of it buried their Apple iPhone 27 during a compost avalanche in a TikTok dance-off. And as far as master gardeners giving you recommendations, it's just a bad idea. Another way to get bad soil. I have nothing against Master Gardeners. I married an XMG. The poor people who get into the MG programs think they're doing the right thing and that they are going to learn a lot to help a lot of people and be of service in the gardening world. That's all good stuff. Hats off. The problem with Master Gardening programs is that they are all created from university research on how to garden. That research is designed and skewed toward promoting the chemical and ag companies that fund the research of the gardening products, the protocols, and the procedures that make up the Master Gardener curriculum. You have teachers there who teach the programs that they don't even really know what they are teaching to the unsuspecting gardeners because they've been duped by the university research themselves. My wife, the producer of this show, was a master gardener and then the teacher of the Grow LA Victory Garden Program for the MGs. She learned a lot, but realized there was so much more to know, and that the chemical misinformation and faux organic part of the MG program just didn't seem to jive with what she was learning about health, gut health, about real organics, and about how the biology in the soil actually works. So she dug deeper into the soil world, the real organic world, and the world of human health, and decided to move on. This is actually what I'm hoping that most of you will do after listening to our Healthy Garden podcast, that you, you will move on from the same old, same old ways of gardening, growing, eating, thinking, buying, living. The reason we do this podcast is to help share our experience with you and to give you options and information that will hopefully give you the courage to change. Norma did, I did. I was a bug-killing, chemical-spraying landscaper who woke up one day and realized that everything that I was doing was wrong. I had to dive into research and trial and error in the field of landscaping and gardening. And this was back in the early 80s, and I started to change. I started my metamorphosis from a chemical-loving caterpillar to a real organic butterfly. We hope that you know and believe that we care about you and we care about this planet and we feel that it is our duty to give you the truth share everything that we have learned through success and failure and years of hard work in the landscaping and gardening school of Hard Knocks. We want all of you listening out there to have the healthiest, safest, best lives possible. With all that said, please hear what I am about to say and hear what I am about to say knowing that I started a real organic farm-made compost company from scratch. I am what you would call an industry insider. I am giving you inside information, like an insider stock tip. I'm telling you the stuff the industry, and more importantly, the money behind the industry doesn't want you to know. The soil that you are buying at the nursery is bad. It's bad soil. All of it. Well, 95% of it, anyway. There is a couple of soil companies and a casting company or two that are good, but the rest, bad, with a capital B. How could I say that? Isn't that me just being dramatic? No, it's me being real, being honest, not being afraid of any of the backlash that I could take as a person who works inside of the industry. I don't care about the industry. I care about you. And you are buying and amending and adding bad soil to your gardens, farms, landscapes, and homesteads. I know that I just made a bold statement, so let's talk a little bit about that. The first thing is this. How well do you know your own soil, the native soil of your property or land that you grow on? Is it clay, loam, sand, a mixture? What was there before you? Is it a house with a yard that somebody dumped 2,4-D in or used herbicides in every spring and every fall to kill the weeds? Was there eco-contamination from construction or road work, maybe a railway? Did they spray the land and sterilize the soil when they cut down and cleared and then cut and filled All of the building pads in your neighborhood for your new home or in the subdivision that you are landscaping. If you are a homesteader, an urban farmer, or just a gardener, have you done more than a basic soil test? Have you run toxicology panels or a biological evaluation of your property? If your food and the food and water that your animals are dependent upon come from that land, don't you think you should know? Now, how about when you broke the plane of the soil in your garden, plot, or grow? Did you rototill it? Did you amend the soil? What did you use to amend your soil? Did it come from a soil yard? Was it in bags, bales? Was it horse manure from a local farm? Was it soil yard farm compost? What did you use? Or do you currently use? to amend your soil in the garden. Most of us use compost. Where did or does your compost come from? If it is like 99% of the compost out there, it comes from big ag or big waste, and it is loaded with toxins. Chicken manure, horse manure, those all have residues from herbicide in them. And chicken and mushroom compost also have the residue from bleaching and cleaning agents that get into the chicken litter on the poultry farms that they source from. If you are using soil yard, municipal waste, or some bag compost, then you're using compost that is contaminated with pesticide, herbicide, and fungicide residue, just for starters. Not to mention, whatever else gets into the green waste that is part of whatever recycling program, municipal or private, that this green waste is sourced from. Either way you slice it, it's bad, it's toxic. If you aren't raising the chickens 100% real organic at home or creating the green waste compost on your property from your own 100% real organic green waste, then the compost that you are amending your soil with is bad. The next piece of your soil relationship to ponder is your potting soil and planting mixes the ones that you're handing your money over to buy. They're all bad. Hear what I just said? They're all bad, 100%, all of them. Even the ones my company makes, the inputs that I use are good, all 100% organic. But if I'm being honest, there are pieces of my mixes that aren't perfect. Pete or core, poly bags, trucking. Those are my own personal issues that I have, that I grapple with. At least everything that goes into our bags is safe, clean, and real organic. The other soils, they're just bad. From the things I just listed, which are a modern difficulty concerning how we bag and get soil from point A to point B, but the other soils, they use toxic inputs from the toxic, thoughtless, and inconsiderate world of big ag that are filled with the toxic, thoughtless, an inconsiderate chemical residue from Big Chem. From the eco-pollution of mine substances and guanos, to the horror of collecting blood meal, to the defoliation of weed on crops with glyphosate, it all leads back to one road, and that road is that you are using toxic compost and soils as a medium or to build your soil. The companies that you are currently buying from are ag waste and garbage redistribution centers that are at the center of a multi-billion dollar soil industry who repackage and get rid of all of those nasty byproducts in nice little bags at the nursery or in small loose deliveries from your soil yard. The pollution from the toxins in these compost and soils ends up in the fruits and veggies that you grow. Also in the roses and flowers that you pick and put in vases all over your house. Worst of all, the residues from these products kill off the microbes in your native soil and are doing exactly the opposite of what you brought them in to do. These soil companies aren't your friend. They aren't a nice relationship. The two of you don't make a cute couple. It's like without knowing it, you decide to date the grim reaper. Well, it's time for you and the reaper to break up. It's time to really garden, to really grow, and do it in a way that is really organic, really safe, and really healthy. It's time to get bad soil out of your life. How to do that, next. In the back of my head. Hey friends, most of my gardening, farming, and landscaping amigos Don't know that in another life, in a galaxy far, far away, Hollywood, I was a screenwriter. Actually, I used to live in that world and get paid to write. I did it for years while I was also a landscape designer. Well, I got the itch again and started a new thing, a column that I write called Social Compost on my Substack page. I write the truth about organics, culture, and new stuff whatever jumps into my head and onto the keyboard. I'd love you to check it out and join the community on socialcompost.substack.com. Again, that's socialcompost.substack.com. Sometimes I feel like a broken record on this show. I have probably told you many of the things that I am about to tell you before, but I'm going to reiterate them again. As with most things that become fact, you have to hear them over and over. Sometimes over again before they finally sink in. The biggest problem with modern gardening, chemical gardening, landscaping and even urban farming and homesteading is that we want things that are quick and easy, ready-made. We want the top ramen, quick, organic, gardening, styrofoam cup of soup that we just have to add boiling water to and have an instant meal. Even though the styrofoam will take millennia to break down, most of us don't care because we're busy. We've got work, kids, relationships, community stuff, commitments. Plus, we have things to binge watch on Netflix. And we have to make sure that we do our civic duty and spend hours on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. We don't really have time to garden at least real organic. It's kind of an imposition. Yeah, I get it. I'm busy too. The issues I have with the whole gardening deal in general is, what's the point? Aren't we gardening for health? For an outdoor activity we enjoy? To grow beautiful flowers or great, safe, nutritious food? If we are then why aren't we designating the time, the actual time it takes to really garden? If we were to do that, we would make a great change in our own lives, the lives of many in our inner circle, the lives of many in our community outer circle, and also to the world, the ecology, the planet at large. We'd also force the lawn and garden world to change their shoddy and shabby manufacturing habits and offer us up some real organic and non-toxic stuff at the nursery. Boy, that would be something to actually cause change to occur by protesting and demanding real organic stuff at a nursery or supermarket. Wouldn't it be fantastic to be able to walk into a store and know that you could trust the products labeled organic or the food you were buying to eat or the soil in the brightly colored bags that you were purchasing to grow food in were of the highest quality because we all got together and quit buying the crap that they were selling us because it was bad. It was toxic. It wasn't worth buying. Wouldn't that be a wonderful world to live in? So do it. Quit buying the lie. Quit buying the bad, toxic soil at the nursery and the soil yard. I know that you're saying to yourself, I can't. It's too hard. I don't know what to do to replace that rubbish that they are selling me as soil. That's like saying you don't want to break up with an abusive boyfriend or girlfriend. We live in a world where so much is said about bullying and how we have to stop co-signing it, stop encouraging it. But here we are as consumers signing off on the corporate bullying of Big Chem and Big Ag in our gardens and at the garden centers and nurseries that we support. Enough. If you are going to be a healthy real, healthy, organic gardener, then you have got to make compost at home. You have got to start a worm bin at home. You have got to collect leaves and make leaf mold compost and shredded leaf mulch at home. You have got to start using compost teas, and you have got to add some good biological inoculants to your soil and learn how to grow your soil. I know that's quite a list of got-tos, but it's the truth. Otherwise, you are just guest-starring in the garden of your life. That's the problem with chemical gardeners, master gardeners, even faux organic gardeners. They rely on products and solutions from Big Chem and Big Ag, and those solutions don't exist. The real solution lies within your ability to allocate the time necessary to make good compost at home. Feed worms in a worm bin, shred leaves with your own leaf shredder or electric lawn mower. All good things take time. You and your garden are worth it. We can teach you how to make good compost at home. We can even teach you how to make your own soil mixes at home. We do it, I learned how. You can also learn how to start good real organic compost for your top dressing and compost teas by buying good ones in the beginning and then supplement with your own compost. At some point, the soil will be at a goal of this 50-50. 50-50 bought, 50-50 you made. Then 70-30 then 90-10 of your own inputs being the dominant input. You can do this. I have faith in you. Norman, and I do this at our home. Believe me, the sooner all of the gardeners break up with their bad soil and compost, the sooner the nurseries and garden centers are going to have to rise up and offer real organic products. This bad soil revolution begins at home. It begins with you and your garden, then your friends, then the neighbors. Soon no one is buying bad soil. And the chemical farms and mining companies will have to actually figure out a way to get rid of what they're doing in a different way or not make it at all. We walk away from bad science. Wouldn't that be something to actually force these corporations to do the right thing? That's something I'm excited about. To start your breakup with them, the soil companies, and the chem companies, and the big ag companies, and the research facilities, I want you to visualize yourself walking past the soil aisle at the depot or at the nursery. See yourself not checking the prices for the cheapest soil or scratching your head to remember if you need any more compost at home. You won't because you'll be making it there. I want you to start by getting some good compost or a good compost tea and using that a lot in the beginning. Think of it as a diet, a soil diet. We're going to wean you off the bad stuff. Be on the lookout for other solutions. Research the best compost, the best soil best organic, real organic, of course, you'll find them and you'll use them in small doses because they are going to be more expensive than what you've been used to buying, but they're going to be better and they're going to be good. And also, this is a heads up, look out for our new website that's coming and the classes that we'll be offering towards the fall, as well as my two new books, which will be out very soon. One of them literally teaches you everything that you need to know to garden and grow with our healthy gardening protocols. All of the stuff we've been talking about on this program for years in a book to make healthy gardening easy and accessible. And if I don't use bad soil, then neither should you. If I can grow a healthy garden without bad soil, so can you. So... Why don't you just start that today? There's no time like now. Bye-bye, bad soil.
1: That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true organic and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.